This is a Flashbooks audio summary on The Power of Your Subconscious Mind by Dr. Joseph Murphy. Crucial quote. Quote, The law of your mind is the law of belief. This means to believe in the way your mind works, to believe in belief itself. Unquote. Tweetable summary. By understanding how the subconscious mind works, you can learn how dreams become reality. Overview Dr. Joseph Murphy spent a good part of his life studying Eastern religions and was a scholar of the I Ching, the Chinese book of divination whose origins are lost in history. He was also, for 28 years, minister at the Los Angeles branch of the Church of Divine Science, a new thought church that promotes a practical spirituality free of the usual religious creed and dogma. It's a long way from the ancient East to L.A., but Murphy felt that there were secrets he had found concerning the subconscious that were beyond time and beyond culture and that should find a wider audience. Big idea number one, how the subconscious mind works. Quote, all your experiences, events, conditions, and acts are the reactions of your subconscious mind to your thoughts. Unquote. Murphy saw the subconscious mind as a dark room within which we develop the images that are to be lived out in our actual lives. While the conscious mind sees an event takes a picture of it, and remembers it, the subconscious mind works backwards, the reverse, seeing something before it happens. This is why intuition is so dependable and infallible, but still a mystery to us. The subconscious responds to habit and habitual thinking. Being totally neutral in a moral sense, it's happy to adopt any habit as normal, good or bad doesn't matter. We tend to carelessly allow negative thoughts to drop into the subconscious every minute of our lives. And then many people are surprised when they find expression in day-to-day experiences and relationships. While there are some things that will happen to us that we had no role in creating, those things that are out of our control, but in fact, a lot of these things, according to the author, are very rare. Mostly, the bad that happens in us is in us already, waiting for the light of day. This is the harsh reality, but knowledge of the subconscious also delivers us a breakthrough. It means that we can make and remake ourselves anew simply by controlling the thoughts and images with which we feed it. This makes Murphy's book, with its instructions and affirmations that will have the greatest effect on the subconscious, this tool of sorts of liberation, both of reality, of the mind, from the inside, out. Understanding your subconscious mind as a photographic mechanism removes the emotion and struggle from changing your life or making a transformation because if it's simply a matter of replacing existing mental images with new ones, you can begin to see the ease with which you can actually transform yourself and change your life. 
Big idea number two, relaxed faith equals results. All you have to do is unite mentally and emotionally with the good you wish to embody, says the author, and the creative powers of your subconscious will respond accordingly. Now, the subconscious is an entirely different kettle of fish to the conscious mind. It can't be coerced, and it responds best to relaxed faith. Now, relaxed faith that it will do its transforming work with ease. That's when it'll do whatever you want it to do easily and without this sort of push and effort and difficulty that so many people tend to run into when they try to make a change in their lives or transform themselves. Trying hard, which may work for a task given to the conscious mind, is a cause of failure with its subterranean other half, the subconscious. It suggests to your subconscious that there's a lot of opposition to what you actually want done. Along with relaxed faith, the ease with which the subconscious accomplishes things increases with emotion. Now that's key. An idea or a thought alone may excite the rational conscious mind, but the subconscious likes things to be emotionalized. When a thought becomes a feeling and imagination becomes desire, it will deliver what you want with speed and abundance. Yet Murphy said that it's less important to know how your subconscious works than to develop the faith that it can, right? It matters more so that it actually works. As long as you know it works, you don't necessarily always have to know how it works. William James, the father of American psychology, believed that the greatest discovery of the 19th century was the power of the subconscious mind added to faith, The idea that you can change your life by changing the landscape of your mind may not have appeared in history books alongside the discovery of new continents or electricity or steam, but all the great minds have known it. Big idea number three, believe it to be so and it will be. Quote, the law of your mind is this. You will get a reaction or response from your subconscious mind according to the nature of the thought or idea you hold in your conscious mind. Unquote. Murphy says that the law of your mind is the law of belief itself. To put it another way, what we believe makes us who we are. Now, having said that, it's only natural to ask yourself, what do you believe? The famous psychology writer William James, again, observed that whatever people expect to be true will be so, regardless of whether the object of their belief exists. In the Western world, we tend to place a lot of value on the quote-unquote truth. That is, I'll believe it when I see it. And this is no doubt super important, for sure. But this paradigm and thinking pales in comparison to the actual power that we can generate with belief and how much of an impact it has on shaping our lives, both for the better and for worse. The bottom line is that whatever you give your subconscious, false or true, good or bad, it will register as fact. That said, you might want to avoid joking about misfortune and be more mindful about certain types of self-deprecating humor 
because the subconscious <laughs> doesn't have a sense of humor. A mentally disturbed person and a mentally stable person share the same power of belief. The mentally stable or sane people are different from the mentally disturbed or insane only in that they retain objectivity about their beliefs. For instance, when a man in a hospital says he's Elvis Presley, he's not making it up. He knows or believes that he's Elvis. Now, we need to use this same power not to believe that we're Elvis, but to help us achieve our own goals in life and business, both personally and professionally. And we need to do it beginning right now. Beginning right now, make the decision to start using this power of belief, to stop wishing and to start knowing that you're a business genius or that you're the perfect spouse or boyfriend or husband or girlfriend or partner, or that you've got the physique of an Adonis, or obviously whatever else you want to do or be or have in life, start knowing it rather than hoping for it. The trick is to choose to know something that seems almost crazy, but not quite. Something that seemed impossible to us a year ago, yet at the same time would really be something that fulfills our deepest desires. An actionable insight that you can actually do and take a step towards when you're done listening to this is this. After you're done reading this or listening to this, take out a sheet of paper or your journal and write down, what do I believe at the top of the page? Now, apply this question, what do I believe to each dimension of your life, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and write down your answer. For example, if you were to apply it to the emotional area of your life, you might ask yourself something like this. What do I believe about my level of confidence when it comes to public speaking and persuading people through conversation? And then write down your answer. If your answer tends to be negative or self-deprecating, then change it. And every day, look at it. And what you'll notice is that you may not see a dramatic incredible transformation overnight, but every day as you feed your subconscious this information, this empowering affirmation of sorts, you will begin to see through small steps daily, a change. Big idea number four, how to be healthy and wealthy. Quote, busy your mind with the concepts of harmony, health, peace, and goodwill, and wonders will happen in your life. Unquote. In the rituals of ancient times, with their weird mixtures and incantations, it was the power of suggestion and acceptance in the subconscious mind that healed. Even today, doctors report the power of placebos to produce seemingly magical recoveries if they are prescribed by a doctor who's confident that X magic pill or prescription is exactly what will do the trick for the person they're prescribing it to. Miracles of healing, Murphy said, are simply the body obeying the subconscious mind's knowledge of perfect health when the questioning nature of the normal conscious mind is silenced. The other aspect of mental healing is the premise that our individual minds are part of a larger human mind, as Emerson used to believe, which itself is linked to this infinite intelligence. This is why it's not crazy, Murphy claims, 
to believe that you can heal people who are not even physically near to you. Now, I know that's far-fetched, but this is what the author claims. And he says you can do so by visualizing all the health and energy and love in the universe applied to that person that you want to heal. And the life force pulsing through every cell of their body, cleaning and invigorating as it goes. Again, I understand this is far-fetched, but this is what the author claims. As there is a principle of health and harmony in the universe, so there is a principle of abundance. To quote the author, the trouble with most people is that they have no invisible means of support. Others aware of the law of abundance will not be thrown into a nervous breakdown if their bank account, for example, goes into the red or into the negatives, or if their business is lost. They will understand this as a message to get reattuned and reacquainted with the fact of a prosperous universe, an abundant universe, that yes, they are capable of rebuilding it. The quote-unquote feeling of wealth, Murphy said, produces wealth in reality. The subconscious mind understands and follows the idea of compound interest. That is, little thought deposits made regularly over time compound to produce a large principle of mental abundance. Big idea number five. Why prayers don't always work and what to do about it. Quote, the infinite intelligence which gave me this desire leads, guides, and reveals to me the perfect plan for the unfolding of my desire. I know the deeper wisdom of my subconscious is now responding, and what I feel and claim within is expressed in the without. There is a balance, equilibrium, and equanimity. Unquote. Our universe is one of law and order, Murphy wrote. Therefore, there should be nothing mystical about getting answers to our prayers. It's a process no more mysterious than the construction of a building. Someone who knows the workings of the subconscious mind will learn how to pray, quote, scientifically. What's it mean to pray scientifically, though? Well, according to the author, Prayers traditionally consist of sincere statements to God or any other all-creating being, followed by hoping for the best. And that's the problem, the hoping for the best. Logically, such prayers will carry very little weight or power because they're framed in doubt. It's the great irony of conventional prayer, the pleading, the wishing, the hoping variety that involves no real faith. Real faith is simple. The knowledge that something is happening or is being provided in the present tense. Here's how you can put this insight to action. Start praying to God, the universe, or your favorite variety of creator as if you are already saying thank you for having received the means and assistance towards the successful achievement of your ends and goals. Even if what you're saying thank you for hasn't materialized yet. Act as if, and when the prayers become occasions during which we give thanks for the successful achievement of our deepest desires, then they're no longer something that we hope for, but rather something that we're grateful for, 
Once you can get this part down, you'll be able to stop begging your creator and start giving thanks to your creator. This is when you go from wishful thinking or hoping for the best to a co-creating process with definite ends. Closing notes. The power of your subconscious mind is written in a way that's easy to read and understand. The author gets a little repetitive, but this is part of the conditioning or programming process of your subconscious. It needs repeated exposure to an idea or thought in order for you to begin experiencing results. To gain a deeper understanding of how the subconscious works, you might want to read the entire book to get a thorough, deeper understanding, as it's a classic that's been around for a very long time and is highly touted in many different places, countries, and cultures. Here are some additional topics the author covers in the book should you decide to pick it up. Marriage, human relations, sleep, science, fear, confidence, forgiveness, and a lot more that you can apply both to your personal as well as your professional life. Some people say that reading the book has even transformed their lives indefinitely. So what's the key takeaway? The key takeaway from the power of your subconscious mind is this. The subconscious is a very immensely, massively powerful thing. And what you get from Murphy, the author, is the realization that if you refuse to try to understand the non-rational mind, your rational desires and plans will forever be sabotaged. Thank you for listening to this Flashbooks audio summary on The Power of Your Subconscious Mind. Unlock Your Master Key to Success, written by Dr. Joseph Murphy, narrated by Dean Bakari.